Welcome to Astrology Bites. This is your host, Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Astrology for Real Life, a no BS guide for the astro curious. And I'm your host for this podcast series. Now, if you're curious about astrology, you are definitely in the right place. This is episode 89 of Astrology Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on astrology. My goal always is to make astrology feel simple, clear, fun, and totally applicable to your everyday life. Okay, let's get into today's episode. So today we are talking about Saturn, the moon, and money. And I have a special guest with me today. My guest is Alice Sparkly Cat. Welcome, Alice. Thanks for having me. Hi. Hey, I'm such a big fan of your work. I have um, astrology and storytelling and planetary alignment for mental bliss, which is a self-work and coloring book. I think your point of view is really fascinating and you are creating great work and you've got a new book coming out and the new book is called Money Magic. Etymology is the Saturn and the Moon and this really caught my eye, not just because I'm a fan, but the topic was like, okay, what the heck is this all about? So first things first, what inspired you to write this new book? Well, I actually started um, a mentorship with the astrologer Samuel Reynolds. And um, during my lessons, he like encouraged me to look into Saturn more. Um, so I did like a whole like kind of research paper on Saturn. Um, I didn't know I was going to make a little book about it, but um, then as I was looking to Saturn, like you just can't, you can't investigate Saturn without running into the moon, like all the time, every myth, um, every cycle. Um, so yeah, just like, I didn't know the book would be about money, um, but money came up so much in it that it ended up being about economics. That's very interesting. By the way, I'm a huge fan of Sam Reynolds. I had a reading from him uh, mm-hmm. a couple months ago for my birthday, and it was really fantastic. He's a great astrologer and what a wonderful mentor to be working with. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Norwalk this time around. And um, yeah, after hearing him speak, I just hit him up. Yeah. You know, I always want to go to one of these astrology conferences. They always conflict with some other travel or these tarot conferences, but my goal is to get to Norwalk. So one of these days I'm getting there. So anyhow, back to your book. One of the things that you say about the book that, you know, this is not a self-help book because Mm -hmm. helping yourself is neoliberal. Now, I think a lot of people get into astrology or tarot or all that sort of thing Um, Because they're trying to discover who they are, or maybe they're looking for some form of self-help. So Mm -hmm. can you tell me why self-help is neoliberal so people can understand what that means? (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely got into astrology because of self-help. But with money, like when we're talking about money, I feel like it's impossible to talk about it with self-help while actually helping yourself. Because money, like, I guess... Yeah, just this idea of like, okay, I'm going to like make a lot of money like that. I don't know. There's some um, complexity there. Um, So like something that like when I was looking into Saturn and just the power of money um, is like it's always a social agreement. um, And the only way that we can really help ourselves with money issues is by being more community minded. Right on. Well, I come from an anarchist background, so I believe in that 100%. Um, you know, so you you mentioned here about 
there is a history of the symbols of Saturn and the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and the book is going to be talking about that. Could you just tell me a little bit about the history yeah. of the symbols behind the Saturn and the moon? Yeah. Um, well, one thing that really stuck out to me when I was looking into it was gender. Um, because I was always like, okay, like, why do we gender planets? Like, why? They're just inanimate objects in the sky or out in space. Like, why do we have to attach genders to them? Um, but look, when I was looking at it, it was actually really important for Saturn to be gendered male because it's a symbol of the patriarch. Um, it's like, it's daddy. Um, and with Saturn, for example, I was looking at it and, um, like the Romans had this whole thing where they had a difference between, um, the arts, the cultivating arts and the fabricating arts and the cultivating arts, which is culture is about land cultivation. So it's attached to these ideals of citizenship. And then, um, when Germany was becoming a nation state of its own, they kind of revived those concepts. Um, same with the United States, actually. And um, so, like, the fabricating, cultivating arts, it's already this kind of, like, gendered binary. Because um, with cultivation, we start to think, like, well, land is essential to the place where we're living. Whereas with fabrication, maybe decorative arts, um, it's like, it seems more superficial, or it's framed that way. Um, so yeah, that was kind of what I found when looking through Saturn with the moon. Um, like we, I think in modern astrology, we think of the moon as like so female. Um, yes. Yeah, but in ancient times, it was really attached to the sea, um, not the land, the sea, which is how traders came. So it was really attached to this idea of foreignness in the trader. And I saw it become female actually like more in the age of advertising when consumerism um, became more feminized because like the housewife, like it was like, um, is the shopper for the family. Right. Yeah. That makes total sense. You know, these are things I've never thought about ever. So what you're uncovering here is some new thoughts about some old things. And I really Mm -hmm. like that. Um, You know, you mentioned that Saturn and the moon accumulate the meaning through the white supremacy and so for people who are listening, I mean, I think you kind of explained that right here, but can you go a little deeper on that? Yeah, part of why I wanted to really look into Saturn and the moon was also because, like, I think of these planets as, like, um, like being about heritage a lot. So um, when I was looking at it, like, I kind of had to look at it from, like, a Western Roman ideology because that's where these symbols were cropping up a lot. Um, and something that I found was because Saturn's attached to this, like this, um, time that had already gone past, um, a lot of the ways that the stereotype of the noble savage started to come out when I was looking at Saturn, um, with the moon, um, in terms of like, just like foreigners, um, being the traitors, um, that relationship really changed through colonization as well, colonialism as well. Um, so these two symbols, they definitely have racialized meanings. Um, yeah. Well, so, you know, um, right now we've got Saturn sitting in Capricorn 
mm-hmm. you know, on tropical astrology. And so it's, it's technically in its quote unquote element because it's its rulership. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Capricorn, in my opinion, and probably in a lot of astrology opinions, is about as patriarchal as it gets. <laughs> so, so what do you think about Saturn? What's going on with Saturn right now? I mean, what do we need to know about how to work with the current transit of Saturn? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's different for everyone. Um, a lot of the, a lot of my clients this summer like have come in with Saturn issues, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Saturn is it was retrograding like close to the United States' sun or opposite United States' sun, thirteen degrees Cancer. Yeah, Saturn almost. Um, I think it hit thirteen degrees Capricorn. Yeah. Which, yeah. Pretty interesting in terms of like looking at like what's going on in this country right now. I know, and you know, and Saturn and Pluto are going to be aligned in January. Yeah, in Capricorn and the United States right now is in their Pluto return. So on a historical level, we are in. I mean, the United States is a very new country when you think about it. Other countries have gone through their Pluto return. Mm-hmm. So now we've got Saturn joining in this Capricorn party, and mm-hmm. I think I think next year is going to be pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it. Watching the debates. like <laughs> I know. It's like we're really moving towards a time where I think people are really deeply questioning everything. And they're looking for things, for answers through, you know, modalities like, like astrology to try to understand what the heck is going on. Yeah. You, you know, one of the things also you mentioned about the book is that you're going to talk in the book about um, ways that you know, we can work with the Saturn and the moon in community accountable ways. Can you give me like one or one example of how mm-hmm. I could maybe work with Saturn or the moon in, in a way that could be for the community, for the collective? Yeah. Well, like a big thing that um, I was um, talking about in the book is like this issue of interest, um, like interest on loan, interest on debt and um, like part of it is that the idea of like, well, um, like the more money you have because of interest, the more money you will have in the future. Um, and this is like pretty new. This concept is pretty new and, um, like coincided with the founding, founding the United States. And what it does is it treats money in the financial sector as a productive economy. Um, that idea is fundamentally rooted in slavery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, because of that, um, there's this whole thing about, like, well, um, I guess, like, yeah, one simple step that I propose in the book is that you treat a loan from or to a bank or an institution, like, differently than anyone in your community, like any member of your community. And part of that is, like, well, not um, not taking into account interest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really great advice. And I, I'm one of those people, I do not like debt. I mm-hmm. hate having debt because you really do feel beholden, like somebody's really got control over you. And I don't like that feeling. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't so work with, with my philosophy about money. Yeah. And so many people are in debt. Well, our, 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 our society really encourages that. I mean, look at the student loans. Yeah. We have people coming out of school. I just got off the phone with a friend yesterday. Her son has $100,000 in student loans. Oh. I mean, think about that. He has to live at home in order to pay that back. I mean, so to go to school to get an education in the society means going deep into debt for some people. And that is, you know, a horrible, horrible thought. Or, or you know, the, the whole idea of like something like getting an education, which in many countries is free. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it means that if you don't have the means, well, you don't get that either. So it really is, um, yeah. it's hard to swallow. Let's put it that way. And it has to change. Mm-hmm. And then there's the issue of the United States itself being so much in debt. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we are totally beholden and we don't talk about that. You know, we go about our lives and we forget about it because mm-hmm. we're busy trying to keep a roof over our head, food in our belly. And mm-hmm. we don't think that the United States is really deep in debt. And that's a, mm-hmm. that's something that should be concerning for everybody. Yeah. But it's interesting because actually um, ever since the, like the birth of capitalism, mm-hmm. um, it's tended like the po- most powerful and wealthier nations are the ones that are the most in debt. So in some ways, in international relations, debt is power as well. And you have to ask yourself, though, if, if they're the powerful countries, why, why are they so in debt? I mean, that, that is really fascinating. Money is, is one of those topics that, you know, there's so many different ways of looking at it. And, and you just got to wonder, why are we so in debt? Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It seems so rational. It seems like a science, like finance. Mm-hmm. but. It's it's magic, actually. <laughs> yeah, but it's money's like, weird. Yeah, it's so weird. I mean, it's energy. It's an exchange of energy. Yeah, and the numbers don't add up. No. <laughs> and you know, you know what's so interesting is um, Jupiter and Saturn are going to be aligning in Aquarius at the end of 2020. And I was reading some astrology book, and they talked about you know they call them the chrono creators or something like that, mm-hmm. time, some kind of time lord. And they said the last time that Jupiter and Saturn aligned was in Taurus. And Taurus rules mm. Earth and mm. money. And mm. according to this book, they said that that sets the tone for like 20 years. And at the end of 2020, they're going to be in Aquarius. So when mm. I think about that, I think, wow, the last 18 years, what have we seen happening with the Earth and money? We've seen mm. all this talk about climate change. Mm. We've seen this Bitcoin become a reality, which to me is like mm. total voodoo. Mm-hmm. And we've seen the gulf between the rich and the poor getting bigger and bigger and bigger to the point mm-hmm. where like living in a city like New York, I used to live there. You can't live there anymore mm-hmm. unless you have the money. So when it goes into Aquarius, I'm going to be very interested to see how that works, how the tide turns for the next 20 years. If it does, mm-hmm. uh, especially because Saturn does rule, Saturn does rule uh, Aquarius. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's about Aquarius is about the collective and brotherhood. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe we're going to turn back around at the end of next year and start <laughs> looking at things differently. I want to be a little hopeful here. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you have any other thoughts or things you'd like to share about your book? Um, well, it is available for pre-order right now, um, which means that it's actually the release. I'm doing release ritual. Um, we're, we're going to burn some ancestral money notes um, at Oceanfront Studio, um, and that's the date the book will be released. So anything before that, you pre-order, and then after that, I will ship the book to you. Um, yeah, it's $17. Shipping is free. Um, and yeah, it's available on my website, alicebarkleycat.com slash buy, or you can just go to alicebarkleycat.com and click on shop. Um, and actually, this book is going to be part of a larger book where it's going to be etymologies of all the traditional planets. Um, and that's going to actually come out next year with North Atlantic books. 
Awesome. Well, sign me up. You know, I'm going to be first in line to get that. That's exciting. Congratulations. And what a, I mean, I think, again, what you're doing with your other books too is you're just, you're thinking outside the box with astrology. And I really love that because it makes me think. I never want to get too fond of my own astrology opinions that I get stuck Mm -hmm. in a rut. And I love it when people make me think and they make me ponder and look at things differently. And your previous books, um, you know, they're just so well done. And I'm so excited about this one because I think you're onto something that's really intriguing. And I think a lot of astrology fascinated people or astrologers are going to certainly want to get in on what you're doing. So this is exciting news. So uh, I can't wait. I'll be first in line for that too. So thank you. Thank you. Well, I want to thank you for joining me today and talking about this topic because, again, it's certainly got my attention. And, you know, for people, again, who are listening in, get to her site, Alice Sparkly Cat, and that's, K, that's cat with a K dot com. Mm-hmm. Order her books. Order all of her books because they're good. You're going to love it. Uh, she's also got some cool sheets that you can download to work on different things that are happening in the planet. So, I mean, check all of that out. Get again to alicebarkleycat.com and make sure you pre-order Money Magic, the etymologies of Saturn and Moon, because I think that's going to be something you want on your astrology shelf. All right, people, that's all for today's episode. And if you're enjoying the show, I'd love it if you would take a moment and leave a positive review on iTunes, because that's the best way to help new listeners discover the show. Thank you so much. And for more fun stuff, head over to my website, thetarolady.com. You'll find tons of resources about tarot and astrology, including free monthly forecasts and horoscopes and lots more. Again, that's thetarolady.com. I'll see you there. And remember, no matter what's going on in the cosmos today, ultimately, you are in charge of your life. You're in the driver's seat. You don't like where your life is headed right now. You can change the course. You're the boss and you've got that power. Be kind to yourself and others and make smart decisions. I'll see you in the next episode.